Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Oh, I think I, I think I know enough people who do archery too that we could probably put together a medieval army. <laughs> Can you imagine just like a bunch of people just like shooting arrows into the sky? <laughs> that, that actually would be really terrifying, and I think I think a lot of. Uh, 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 government institutions would recognize that as an act of war <laughs> yeah, yeah you're definitely like doing some shit you should be doing like we have to quell this uprising but not like yeah. burma's doing <laughs> you know not like yeah. it's, it's different, it's different doing that. okay so a couple of things i want to talk about um biden taking uh uh biden's doing some gun stuff did you hear about this <sighs> no <laughs> He's doing some gun stuff. He's doing a bunch what, of gun stuff. What does that uh, mean? So it's basically a three-pronged attack to um, control firearms. Um, one is uh, the... Um, oh, this is, like, really like, recent. Like, I see the shit about it, like, this is an hour ago. Executive order three hours ago? Eight hours oh, ago? Oh, did it, did it pass through? I, I know they were they were talking about it this it morning on the news. executive stuff. Yeah, as of today. Yeah. Yeah, it's, Biden it's pretty acts recent. on gun control after pressure from impatient activists. The thing is, it's like the government never does shit that fucking activist wants. Like, there's like so many things. Like in the in the blanket phase activists, it's like there's like pro life activists, right? And like I don't know, like pro gun, you know, like activists is just like such like a loose term. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we, like it, like over the summer, we saw millions of people go out on the streets that you could label as activists demanding to put law enforcement officers, such as the ones that killed Breonna Taylor, and, um, oh, fuck, what's the guy that had... Shot uh, All of, well, there's so many. Like, that's not Derek even... Shaman. good. Yeah, so many of them, so many. George Floyd uh, killer. Uh, George Floyd killer, yeah. Uh, put in prison, you know, millions of people on the street, and there was, like, nothing over it, right? Because, like... The government doesn't fucking care about what activists or like what protesters like want, but this is like a like a blanket like oh I don't know like I'm just well, like super skeptical of like any time the government like does like anything it's like trying to like paint it as it's like oh the government really didn't want to put gun control things but the the this time what the activists wanted mattered you know what I mean there, I think there are rare instances where public sentiment and government action line up and it makes it exactly. seem like the government is acting in um accordance uh, in, with popular demand exactly well but, it but more often just, than not it, they have to yeah. commodify it into um what, what they think is ultimately going to give them power either through this uh faux voting process uh, exactly. or through uh, uh uh assuming that the public is going to be complacent based on you know, whatever they being enact. thrown at them like being encouraged to be complacent that you're but yeah i i still don't know what exactly this executive order does it's just just me like criticizing the framing of the fucking title of the news article i still don't know what it actually fucking does well first and foremost uh he was um he, he's trying to control what he calls ghost guns um and i've heard a couple of people <laughs> Yeah, right. That's like such like a small issue. Ghost guns you, okay, are so guns are, that are produced without serial numbers. Yeah, ghost guns are just guns. Like so, like guns, much like uh, cars. You know, there's like there's like a vehicle identification number. Ghost guns are just guns. 
that don't have their identification number on them. They're like knockoff guns or like guns that have been like scrubbed clean of their identification for use in, um, I don't know, I guess you could say like illegal activity or whatever other instances in which you want to use a gun where the gun can't be traced because it's like if you get your hands on like a modern gun that's produced, then you can use like the the number or whatever that's on it to like trace back to mm-hmm. where it was bought and sold and whatever. That's still but fallacious. Like, like it's, but it's, that's it's like poor reasoning. Right? It's like, su- but it's, it's like, like such like a small issue, like within the gun violence, whatever. I would assume that most guns that are used in spree killings and mass shootings in the United States were not ghost guns. Like that's not the issue. So uh, according, so speaking on that last point in particular, uh, according to the BBC World News, I don't know exactly how BBC accurate their data is. Dick. I'm sorry, I'm being uh, exactly. I'm just being but they rowdy. said that over forty percent of guns seized in Los Angeles are ghost guns, according to federal firearms officials. So there's a couple of working parts there. Um, the first being, of course, we have to question the federal firearm officials' source. Um, but secondly. Over 40% of the guns being seized in Los Angeles are ghost guns, which could effectively mean as soon as they find a gun that is verified ghosty, they're going to take it. So maybe it's just like, oh, well, we find 100 guns, and then like three of them are ghost guns, and we don't legally have the right to take a registered firearm. Therefore, out of the firearms that we do end up taking, 40% of them end up being ghost guns. So it's an, it's an artificially inflated number simply because of what their jurisdiction policy allows them to do with ghost firearms. So, well, it's like – but the thing is, so like – okay, wait. So <laughs> – wait. So <laughs> – You know what I mean? But – well, yeah, I know what you mean on one level. But also it's like, okay, so we're talking about – like gun violence on one level over here, right? Like mass shootings, like targeting uh, Asian Americans and synagogues, and like uh, like racial and ethnic like targeting, right? We have like this issue over here. But then mm-hmm. that statistic, like you like just brought up, it's like a, it's like another like side issue. It, it's like, oh well, the guns that were seized in Los Angeles, like it doesn't give you like why they were seized. Or under like what pretext they were seized, or like exactly. what was happening, and it's like there, you have this other side thing over here, and it's like oh well, in this other random statistic that's unrelated to uh, Jews and uh, Asian minorities and like gun violence in general, like you have this other statistic here over like Los Angeles like seized guns, like oh well, this many were ghost guns, therefore it's like what like it's like a non sequitur. It's like a non, it's like, it's, it's literally what we were just talking about earlier. It's like a symbolic thing. It's like, we're passing an executive order that's loosely correlated with firearms. Therefore we're de facto doing something to make the public more safe, which Mm -hmm. like, doesn't make any sense. Like if anything, like the issue of ghost firearms, wouldn't that be like, on the side of like manufacturers, I, I don't understand. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't fully know like where ghost firearms are made. I mean, unless there's like some dude in a basement that's able to make like Kalishnikovs, you know, with like raw materials, which is like parts. K- kudos to you, super impressive. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, a lot of these people can construct firearms from a variety of sources. So I could have like a receiver here, a stock there, a trigger, um, uh, you know, a trigger setup there. 
and uh, overall, it's yes. like it's not going to have a singular uh, registration it, number. Well, and even then, yeah, and that's another good point because even then, like if we look at this from like a capitalist perspective, like making a law against ghost guns, like especially when you frame it like that, of like you can piecemeal a gun together that wouldn't have a serial number because it wasn't produced in a mass gun producing factory. Basically, that's just a law saying that only gun manufacturers are allowed to make guns. It has nothing to do with like any gun safety or any gun regulation or like anything that would make the public more safe. It's just saying like, no, no, no peasants. You're not allowed to piecemeal your own guns together. You can only buy your super expensive guns from the gun manufacturers directly where they have a uh a gun serial number on them and it's just like right. it's something that reinforces capitalism and reinforces a status quo and reinforces like corporations being capitalism. in charge of the gun manufacturing process and, and like it has like no it, it's only symbolic in its like effectiveness against like mass shootings and gun violence like it's so like it I, once again, I haven't read all the executive order, but if all it does is target, big air quotes target, like if these people are piecemealing like guns in their basements, like you can't really target it, like you can't stop it, like there's nothing to target. Uh, if that that's if that's all it big air quotes like targets, like it's it's nothing. It's like a it's a nonsense law. It's like oh, these people that are building guns don't do it. Like no, I'd be like having. Yeah, or what? Well, I don't know. It, I don't know exactly. It it's kind of like one of the reasons why. Um, it's like you know, a, the, it, it'd be like making a law against like don't put ice cream in your back right pocket. It's like okay, there's a law against it now. So what? <laughs> Who the fuck? Yeah, cares? I'm still gonna fucking do it. That's why I like to put <laughs> yeah. my ice cream. Yeah, it's like what are you gonna do you about pigs? it? Pigs. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, there's a there's a little um, quote from Biden here. It says, "Anyone, this is the range, right? Anyone from a criminal to a terrorist can buy this kit, and in as little as thirty minutes, put together a weapon." Um, yeah. Not only is that like a so, gross it is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's basically saying you can't build your own gun from this kit that won't have a serial number. You right, have you're to. Not, you're not playing you, by the rules, man. You you have to buy the gun already pre-made from the manufacturer. And guess what? The fucking mass shooters and spree killers, because it's easy as fuck to get a gun in this country, are just going to buy like the fuck. Like I doubt right. the dude that just killed the people in the spas in fucking Georgia took the time. To build a gun from a kit, he probably just went to a fucking goddamn academy sports and outdoors or wherever the fuck people go. Yeah. God damn it. So that that's actually not the only thing. Like, right, there's there's uh, three parts uh, to this executive action. Okay. And the ghost guns are, are just the first. Uh, the second, uh, which this, this one sounds even more ridiculous, um, recommended to the Justice Department to come up with a rule on stabilizing braces for pistols. So a stabilizing brace <laughs> is a stand-in for another word. What is it? A stock. It's a stock. It's, what the it's, fuck? It's, 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 it's the thing that you put up against your shoulder in order to aim Okay, and a stabilizing brace for pistols because a stabilizing brace for a pistol kind of makes it into a rifle. Like, there's a little bit of like a like a metaphysics argument going on here, right? It's like exactly a pistol is and what exactly, yeah. When does yeah? How long does a pistol have to be before it becomes a rifle? 
Right. You're, you're asking Wait. the wrong guy, but uh, under the under the rule, that this particular proposed rule, a pistol used with a stabilizing brace is now going to be classified as a short-barreled rifle, which requires more stringent background checks under the National Firearms Act. A bullet from a pistol with or without a stock will kill you just as effectively. Like it's once again, it's like a symbolic nonsense, just like categorical change. It's like, oh, now it's a short, now it's a short bear rifle. Okay, stupid, dumb, does literally nothing. Well, next, what's the, the reason? Next one? Okay, it's it's dumb on one hand because um, it's like, well, yeah, there's not really a difference between a pistol and a rifle when they both have effectively the same components. But what's interesting about this, at least from a legal standpoint, is that the more they try to control guns, the more loopholes are developed in order to try to circumvent the stupid rules that shouldn't be in the first exactly, place. Exactly, because, for example, I don't know all the ins and outs of this because I'm not a gun nut, but Ditto. Um, California, for example, from what I understand, it has uh, more stringent gun laws than other states, mm-hmm. right? But we live in a from, capitalist from know, yeah. hellscape. And so basically, like, any law that exists, like, on the books in California, like, against, like, assault rifles mm-hmm. or, like, any of, like, these, like, random, um, like, titles, we, like, just, like, throw on the guns, right? Like, oh, when it's this, it's assault rifle. When it's this, it's that. When it's this, it's this. Blah, 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 blah. Like, basically, there's, like, California versions of all, like, these guns that are illegal under California law that just, like, make very minor tweaks to these guns that are effectively the exact same gun to, like, sell them to the California public. So, like, I mean, that's exactly what's just going to happen with, like, this this stock pistol whatever bullshit, like, disclaimer. It's, like, if, like, you know, short rifles are like illegal in certain just jurisdictions or counties or whatever versus pistols. They'll just be like very minor tweaks that the manufacturers will make overnight in order to keep making money because yeah. that's what they do to make money is sell guns. Yeah. Well, okay. So you, you've got a, a, a couple of different things at play when it comes to the, the, stabilizing braces right like i know that uh bump stocks were a thing not too long ago well, do you remember bump the stocks, bump stocks yeah but but bump stocks effectively though would take uh uh semi-automatic uh rifles or pistols or whatever and turn them into automatic where it's like it wasn't an actual because you have to have a different license Kinda. to have like i sound like a gun nut like you're making me sound like i'm like talking about like shit that i loosely know about that like makes me sound more gun nutty than like a normal person but like the bump stocks would effectively make like <laughs> semi-automatic weapons into automatic weapons but like in order to have an automatic weapon in the united states of america you have to have like a different license in order to like obtain these weapons and stuff like that and the case and like you can like go to like very specific gun ranges and stuff like that that will allow you to shoot like automatic firearms like there and stuff like that but in order to own one in your own home you have to uh obtain a different license that i i don't honestly know the ins and outs of because i'm not an actual gun nut i just know a little bit about a lot of things and the bump stock effectively what it did was it kind of circumvented that whole thing and it was a thing that you could use to turn a semi-automatic weapon into effectively a, a uh an automatic weapon which is what the guy used a shitty one in the uh a shitty automatic weapon in the um uh, las vegas shooting when the guy like shot into the uh fucking uh uh, country um, music concert crowd thing yeah, from the, the crowd. yeah he he was using a bump stock 
um, for that whole yeah. shtick. Yeah, I, I mean, it's um, it's kind of like, well, if the only thing that's legal is this thing that makes it... But, but they're things... Okay, so they're things that take something that is objectively legal and turns it into something that is resembling the effectiveness of a less legal firearm. So... Like, uh, if you have a semi-automatic rifle that is legal, and fully automatic firearms are, of course, illegal in the United States without right. uh, substantial permits and whatnot, um, yeah. then you effectively do whatever you can to your semi-automatic firearm in order to ha- have it replicate in function the fully automatic version without necessarily right. breaking the law. It's just a bunch of bureaucratic, dumbass red tape um, that even if you were to be able to circumvent it, uh, the conversation that you have with the court police officer or any other type of authoritarian official that's going to be charging you uh, with a crime or misuse or what have you uh, of that of that uh, uh, piece of equipment um, is, is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be convoluted uh, for no reason other than the fact that these lines are consistently being blurred. We're talking about pieces of technology that are not functioning at the capacity to which they were designed, and instead, uh, you know, these these ridiculous laws are being put into play, um, you know, thereby further complicating an already convoluted issue. Yeah. All right. What's the third Absolutely one? Ridiculous. You said there was three. So we here's the we've, third. We've gone over the ghost guns. We've gone over the stabilizing stocks magically turn pistols yeah. into short barreled short barrel rifles. And so, like, so both third, bullshit don't affect or, like, help anyone or anything. What do we got next? I, re- I remember these being discussed during the Obama administration. So this is uh, this is Biden Thanks, hailing Obama. back to the Obama ad- administration. Uh, and I think out of the three, this one is, to me personally, the scariest. Um, the one that is rife with uh, the potential for abuse. Um, okay. The Justice Department has been asked to draft a red flag law. Do you remember us discussing the red flag I, laws? Honestly, I first heard the red flag logs, laws under um, Trump. Honestly, like I don't, but I wasn't as politically aware under Obama administration. Well, was maybe I'm child. wrong. I know it's been a minute though. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and it, and that's where you can basically like call law enforcement on somebody and say like, hey, this person's like a domestic abuser, like whatever, take their gun away, basically, like more or less, right? Okay, so uh, or, like let's, I let's think this person's like a risk, here. like a risk to the public at large. So mm-hmm. please, police officer, go and take away their gun. Uh, pretty much, yeah. People that are deemed as being a risk to the public are are then targeted for the removal of various firearms or things that they could utilize in order to harm the public. Um, so, in 1999, Connecticut was the first to enact a red flag law. So, this has actually been around okay. for a, a minute, um, okay. but it's only until recently, and we're talking about, uh, let's see... Um, subsequent red flag laws were enacted in California in 2014, Washington in 2016, Oregon in 2017. Uh, and then um, following the Parkland, Florida shooting in 2018, uh, we had a doubling of those states. Florida, Vermont, Maryland, Rhode Island, New Jersey, Delaware, Massachusetts, Illinois, and the District of Columbia then had that. Uh, and then uh, from 2019 and 2020, there were a few more that also got on board. So these things are already, uh, at least at the state level, uh, a thing. 
Um, and this is including red red states. You know, I'm I'm saying some oh, yeah. you know some states out there that are apparently pretty red. Uh, Tennessee has a red flag bill. Um, oh, but apparently Tennessee doesn't have a red flag bill if someone's building goddamn fucking bombs in their fucking mobile trailer <laughs> and then gets the fucking police called on them to say, hey, there's bombs being built in the trailer. And then the police show up and then the girlfriend comes out and says, hey, there's bombs being built in this trailer. In that case, the red flag laws don't fucking work. And that's the issue with these fucking laws. Is they're not used uh, consistently in all fucking situations. So you have to, unfortunately, because the state is run by a bunch of psychopaths, uh, be skeptical of when and where these fucking uh, red flag laws are going to be used. Let's say you have a fucking domestic abuser, fucking shithead, ex-police officer... And you call in on like some like red flag laws on them, and the police officers that show up like know who he is. Maybe they're going to be like, "Nah, we're not going to take your gun. We know who you are, Billy Bob. You're cool, <laughs> you know." Or they're going to come hmm. to like some trailer that has like bombs in it and be like, "No, nah, that's fine. That's cool. We got that's bombs cool. in this trailer. Whatever, you know." No worries. And it'll just be like used and yeah, be like, "Oh." You you minority person that has a gun, obviously you're dubious because you're a minority person with a gun. And, uh, you know, gun laws are only for, like, white people. We're going to take your gun away. I don't know. I don't want to get, like, overly, like, conspiratorial or whatever. But it's just, like, we have plenty of incidents already of, like, of, like the FBI. I mean, it wasn't even, like, the FBI, like, I mean, how many times has the FBI been called before one of, like, these mass shooter motherfuckers like go off and like do some fucked up shit to like oh they were already informed like this fucked up guy was going to do some fucked up shit and they didn't do anything you know what i mean oh yeah absolutely there is a lot of missed opportunity so it's apparent that at least on one end of the spectrum there's mass oversight and that these red flag laws despite being in place on the legal books uh, are not doing enough to prevent these people from utilizing whatever weapons at their disposal to disastrous effect. Um, and of course, on the flip side, um, there are instances throughout history in which certain groups, um, uh, Black Panthers come to mind, uh, Tulsa, yep. Oklahoma, um, are, are, uh, are, are uh, two groups to... Um, uh, or a, a group of people and a particular area that were targeted um, because of their affiliation with a particular ethnicity. Um, and I, that, that, that kind of makes me think of red flag laws, but of course it wasn't warranted. It was on the other end of the spectrum um, where, you know, maybe the Black Panthers were, I mean, they were a militant force, you know, they were, they were certainly preparing to defend themselves in the instance that they were going to be attacked and intelligently so, um, but uh you know the the uh um uh the you know black wall street attack um that was certainly unwarranted um and it was uh it was just um, an overreach of authoritarian forces uh in the instance that they were looking for a scapegoat and uh, needed to um uh di- you know diffuse a situation through through violence you know throwing um this community to the wolves in that area. Right. Um, so you, 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 
I, I don't, it, we can't we can't trust the government to we, we can't trust the government we can't trust the state to um, enact a red flag law with any type of efficacy. Yeah, um, not at all. Uh, so yeah, these are you know three up, three down. Uh, there's 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 not going to be anything good that really comes from any of these. Um, you know whether it uh, it is um, something that actually absolutely has absolutely no effect whatsoever um or it's just representative of state-sponsored capitalism and um you know catering to ghost guns uh or whether it is um uh you know complicating the already complicated bureaucracy with uh uh you know creating a metaphysical difference between pistols and rifles uh or whether it's authoritarian government overreach with red flag laws um right it's bad bad and worse Hey, Billy Bob Joe, uh, how about we uh, call a red flag law on those those uh, insert minority group down the street, have the state take their gun away, and then go uh, shoot guns into their building? <laughs> like, Yeah, precisely. So they can't defend themselves. Like, oh, what the man. fuck? Yeah, I don't know. That's just the kind of shit that I see happening. Pretty nutty. Well, we can only hope that uh, there there's no progress in any of these executive actions, and if there are, um, you know, like so many, um, you know, so many belligerent conservatives have have said in the past, it's like, well, okay, I guess I'm an outlaw then. You know, like that's just how that's going to be. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't. I, yeah. I doubt any government official would be coming after my guns because one, I'm white, and two, like I don't really have any kinds of guns they'd be interested in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This but, is uh, a uh, Civil War era gun. Uh, it takes me about yeah. thirty minutes to load it. Yeah, I got like a uh, bolt action rifle from 1940. <laughs> yeah, I can I can fire um, if I'm lucky uh, eight shots uh, per minute. Yeah, per per minute, and um, you know it has absolutely no recoil absorption. Just immediately goes into my spine. Uh, I yeah. need a chiropractor after every uh, every shooting range visit. Yeah, I've only shot a shotgun once, and I was like in my teenage years when I shot it. And my immediate response after it was like, "Oh, this hurts." Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> I was just like, I had like this because, like, I mean, I was I'm as bony now as I was then, and like my my shoulder was purple. After wow. shooting it, I was like, "This isn't fun at all. It sucks." <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it it there's a time and a place. There's a time and a place for all that. And uh, well, it's like it, we, I, mean, this, I wasn't even hunting. Of- I was like shooting cans because that's what I did. Like I wasn't like I was that level of redneck. It's like we didn't have money to get like a fucking hunter's permit and go hunting. We shot cans. <laughs> right. That was our enjoyment. <laughs> Hey, like, I'm not. I'm not going to get a bruised ass fucking shoulder to shoot some cans. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh man, and, and you shouldn't have to. This this also comes on the heels, and we don't have to discuss this for very long. We can certainly move on to our next story. But uh, constitutional carry was just legalized in the state of Tennessee. If I'm if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken, and like none um, of these laws will affect that. Like this, like they're completely different things. You know what I mean? It, well, exactly. Well, some of these laws can trump uh, what we, uh, you know, the constitutional carry. Uh, so, like, a, a red flag law would certainly trump your ability to be able to constitutionally carry. Well, 
yes if someone did it and there was i don't i don't understand completely like what the investigative process is to like determine whether or not like if someone just calling it on you mean you're no longer allowed to carry like is there like some kind of investigative process into your personal life when someone like does that to you to determine whether or not you know what i mean like i don't i don't completely understand like what that process looks like because like you know, obviously, I think that if someone is like a threat to themselves and others, there should be some kind of like apparatus or thing that's in place to uh, prevent, you know, mass, you know, loss of life and destruction from happening. It's just that I'm very skeptical based on our uh, previous experiences of people being reported directly to the fucking FBI uh, credibly for like fucked up shit and like no follow-up or oversight being done to make sure like that shit doesn't happen like i just i'm very skeptical of like how this entire you know red flag process will happen to make sure people have the due process to you know if they're falsely accused <laughs> like a defend themselves and b if they're rightfully accused you know that the in law enforcement agencies and whatever apparatuses else are involved like responsibly like take away the firearms you know like both ends yep. i'm very skeptical of like that entire process just based on previous things that have happened mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's that's kind of the mo of the united states government uh you know don't 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 fix things before we move yeah. forward let's just go ahead and try something out new and see if that yeah. fixes all of the problems right. that are already apparent and it's like, and it's just so like for me, like on a level of just like someone that's like personally concerned about like cybersecurity and the amount that our personal lives are just being, you know, put into databases and stuff like that by the NSA and the CIA, CIA and the FBI and all like these other kinds of like agencies that are, like nothing that we do isn't being tracked 24 seven, like all the time, you know, you have to go through like many you know steps and leaps and bounds in order to keep your data safe and it's like you have all this fucking information you know and you claim the only reason why you compile and like keep all these databases and information on us is is in order to keep us safe and yet all of like these mass shootings and things like happen on a regular fucking basis and you never stop any of them you never fucking stop any of them and you still like just stomp all, all over all of our fucking privacy. It's like this is all fucking pointless. Like it's all fucking worthless. Like you're, you're it, it's kind of like the fucking uh, I think it was like a Simpsons joke or something like that where it's like where they're like talking about the police, you know, about helping them. It's like, oh, no. We're only powerful enough to punish you, not to like keep you safe or something like that. I'm like completely like fucking trampling over like the quote of like how it was used the sentiment's like the, there yeah but the sentiments there you know and that's, that's kind of like the hellscape that we like live in you know like we have no privacy we don't have anything like everything we're doing is like constantly being tracked 24 7 to be used against us in the case that the government wants to like fuck us in the ass at any moment and mm -hmm. but it's like you know it despite how all-encompassing it is it's like totally ineffectual at uh protecting us when it matters you know and then like after the fact you know i'm sure like i don't i haven't been following it um closely but it's like every time it's ever 
happen that there's one of like these mass shootings at a synagogue or um, a place of Asian business or a black church or whatever. There's just like heaps and mounds of evidence evidence of escalating, uh, you know, terrorist whatever threat from these individuals that they're going to do something to the extent that they even like leave some ominous message on the internet. It's like tonight's going to happen. People are going to pay, you know, and it's just like, yeah. And the government's like never there to like fucking help us. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going down like a big like tangent, but it's like basically just like the, the summing up it's like um, our, our data and privacy is being trampled on for no fucking reason. Uh, they never use this information to like actually help us. It's only there to fuck us in the ass. Um, I'm completely skeptical of the uh, red flag laws to be actually used effectually because we've seen historically people being reported to the FBI not being um, held uh, uh, responsible prior to them committing mass atrocities, and that there's like no prior um, evidence for us to. Um, have any kind of like hope or um good feelings towards these three executive orders signed by the Biden administration to like actually make us safer or um live uh qualitatively better fucking lives as a result of them absolutely that's it that's my rant (laughs) thank you for attending my ted talk (laughs) brilliant um Okay, so what what else is going on in the news? Let's let's move on to our next story. I have no idea. I have no idea. Like I've been, I don't know. Uh, I've been watching. See. I've been watching more like theory stuff and like less like news stuff, just because I feel like the news is a broken record at this point, and I've just been. It hasn't been. I don't know. We haven't gotten a lot of new stuff lately, um, but uh, we Same do have um, some responses from. The um, let's see, uh, Major General Zam Min Tun uh, from the coup in Myanmar. Um, okay. That uh, yeah, they're 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 claiming that what they did was not a coup, uh, and that despite the fact that we have over six hundred protesters dead um, as a result of um, uh, um, protests over the fraudulent election. Do we know where Aung San Suu Kyi is at? We didn't yes. Have any updates on that? Okay. Yeah. Lay it on me. No, it was she. She is. She is still um, in captivity. Yeah, still in captivity. Um, the, the of course the generals still claim that they are safeguarding the country um, and that they're investigating is fraudulent election. Um, and then we have you know six hundred plus people that have died as a result of protesting um, to have at. Aung San Suu Kyi released. But not a coup, definitely not. Nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. But but you, you said that you've been reading some theory. What's what's uh what have you been looking into? Oh no, I no, I haven't been reading. I'm a lazy scumbag. No, I've just been You've been listening? Yeah, I've been listening to stuff. I've been watching um are you familiar with Paul Morin? Mm, no. He's like an Irish guy. He like uh, what's good about his channel is most of his stuff is um, like uh, live streams where he uh, interviews and talks with like a lot of people that are have like the uh, that from like a lot of different just like socialist and like communist like perspectives that you wouldn't be able to find otherwise 
due to YouTube and Google algorithms and stuff like that. So I've just mm-hmm. been like listening to a lot of those like long form and stuff like that. Um, just talking about like a wide variety of topics that I don't feel educated enough on to uh, explain or talk about. But come on, man, yeah. educate us. No, I'm not an educator. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything about that. Come on, tell me all about it. No, I can't do that, especially not in a cynic empowerment form. But in like uh, where I'd feel like I need to talk about. Yeah, no, I can't do it. I could I could do it off mic, but I can't do it on mic. I'm sorry. I just don't want to lead anybody astray and, and uh uh answer things poorly, but no lots of good live streams by Paul Moore. I try. Uh I don't know. What I will say is that in like a general like news format and general just uh discussed with uh politics in the United States that I don't think I can hate AOC any more than I currently hate her. Uh, She's probably my least favorite politician just based on that she uh, originally went into D.C. trying to, or not trying, claiming to be a radical leftist, herkadurkadurkadurkadur, and um, she was a self-acclaimed, you know, fiery, fiery, like, socialist, under the um trump administration when the democrats had no power but was but like basically as soon as uh, biden became president she's just become a complete and utter uh apologist for the biden administration and corporate democrats in general and playing the game playing the game like no one's ever played the game before it is and it is like and i just feel like so dumb and so duped because like she came in like with a bunch of other people that were like self-acclaimed uh, under the movement of like justice Democrats, which are like people that were able to win seats in the House and Senate, or maybe just the House. I don't know if there's any justice Democrats in the Senate. I would have to double check uh, without receiving like any super PAC or any other kind of shadowy kind of uh, nefarious money. And it was assumed that. Uh, if these people were able to uh, obtain and get into elected office uh, without this money, then then they wouldn't be corrupted by the system of uh, corporate campaign contributions. But even without like fucking corporate funding, like they've just fucking fallen completely in line with the Biden administration to such an extent that they are pretty much like undistinguishable from like any other fucking shitty corporate democrat and uh have gone as far like aoc at, at least like ex- explicitly has gone as far as like giving five thousand dollar uh campaign contributions to um other democrats that are against things such as like a 15 dollar minimum wage and medicare for all and stuff like that i guess to win favors question mark like she hasn't explicitly gone out uh publicly to explain like why she went about doing that and she's just given a lot of uh public interviews and things like that lately that are just kind of like your your stereotypical politician say a lot of words that don't mean anything tap dance where it's like and I don't know it's just super disappointing and uh, yeah you get tired I'm, just, uh, I'm, I'm super tired and I'm, I've just kind of just fully accepted that uh, the Democratic Party is just a uh, an institution for uh, progressivism to die and as a uh, a false barrier a false uh, opposition party to the republicans where they act like they're an opposition party to the republicans but in reality they hold you know like 95 percent of the same beliefs so it's like 
Yeah, two heads of the same coin. Yeah, why can't that just be expanded? Uh, well, first and foremost, um, I, I I also find that to be very disappointing. Uh, AOC and um, I think uh, Bernie Sanders, maybe a little bit Elizabeth Warren, were kind of representatives of the center left of American politics. And for her right. to well, move a the, little the bit center left right. of like global politics, like the far left of American politics, because our country's so fucking right wing. But please continue. Exactly. Yeah. It, well. It. Yeah. It, they're they're outside. They're trying to edge out of the Overton window, which happens to be very conservative. Uh, so her, um, uh, uh, you know, taking up arms with um, establishment Democrats represents the retraction of progress uh, farther towards the left side of the political spectrum, which is very disappointing for folks that want to see substantial changes in the way in which our government is run. Um, Which brings me to my next point that I don't think that our our government is constructed in such a way to allow for those types of changes to begin with. Um, Oh, yeah. I don't think that we're ever going to see. Yeah, it's intentionally created to be unreformable unreformable as it currently exists yes so it it's i think we're always going to be disappointed if we look for um these uh oligarchs to be uh making decisions in the uh in the favor of the general consensus it's just never going to happen i agree um so it i mean it's kind of like um I don't know. It's it, it's kind of like uh, uh, having a favorite sports team, right? Like there are some people that are willing to die for their favorite sports team, but no matter how big of a fan you are for your sports team, it's not going to affect the outcome of any given game. You know, maybe yeah. if you're at like a home game and you're cheering really hard and there's a whole bunch of other people that are cheering really hard and, you know, there's that, that free throw on the line and, and the, the guy just like he, he feels all the energy from the crowd and he reacts positively and he hits the shot and wins the game. Maybe that's the only time you're ever going to have an impact uh, similar to, to American politics. Like maybe if you and every single one of your buddies get out there on the picket line and <laughs> I don't know, like take some building by force or something i don't know like what 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 could you possibly do in order to have the establishment cast um you know their um uh you know their lack their lackadaisical gaze towards your movement uh, apart right. from uh deviance apart from chaos and you know causing problems for the establishment uh, right. it's simply never going to happen like oh a, a, a complacent um labor pool cool that's exactly what we've always wanted we just want people to just shut up and accept their place already and once they do that we're 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 scot free we'll, we'll rob them blind we'll take them for everything they're worth we'll enact a bunch of fucking red flag laws and we'll take all their firearms away and then we won't even have to worry about them having any type of uprising because right. they're, they're fucking done and that and that's like the tiny venn diagram where it's like the things that i believe in conservatives line up <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah pretty much um yeah, it's like it's like this little slim sliver it's like the right for people to have guns and then it's like everything yeah, else then, conservatives believe is like on the other side of the diagram <laughs> Hey, it, the the easy way, the litmus test uh, to see if you're talking to um, 
uh, a leftist or a conservative about gun control is uh, mentioning that minorities should be well armed, and if their yeah. response is "Hell yeah," they're a leftist. <laughs> yeah, and if it's oh uh, "Well, God. let's think about that for a second, they're conservative. <laughs> that's so true. Jesus Christ, that's fucking beautiful. I love that. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, it's so true though. Yeah, I mean, most of the gun laws in this country were enacted uh, by, like, Reagan in order to keep um, black minority groups from having guns in, like, the 60s and 70s. So, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's all true. It's all true. Yeah. And the NRA was for them at that time. Amazing. Does the NRA even exist anymore? Didn't they go bankrupt? I can't remember. I don't keep up with this shit. The NRA? Yeah. Uh, I I think it was having some... um some issues and then like a billionaire um, like uh propped him back up or some dumb bullshit uh well i i wouldn't doubt it um let's see most recently as smith and wesson decided 2021 they filed for bankruptcy yes a group said it plans to leave new york state where it's founded in 1871 and reincorporate as a texas non-profit <laughs> oh wait oh okay so it's Oh, okay. So it's not like the poor person bankruptcy where if like you went bankrupt or I went bankrupt, it means we would like be fucked for the rest of our life and our credit would be dead. It's the corporate kind of bankruptcy where you declare you have no assets and then you reopen somewhere else and you're still rich as fuck. I got it. Now it makes right. sense. Because the brand's not dead. And, and I was I was actually just discussing that with someone today. Like, the the reason why capitalism is busted, uh, you know, especially is the way that um, uh, American businesses like to present themselves is that they put all of their money into the commoditization of a brand because the brand is effectively this – uh, this bulletproof ideological model that they can just move around all over the place. It's, it, it is um, not necessarily connected to any given person, so you don't necessarily have to worry about it ruining your credit or it really taking any risk whatsoever You know, in association with your person, your family, your finances, your wealth, so on and so forth. But you can take that and you can move it all over the place, similar to the way that the NRA is just calling it, what did I say, Project Freedom, I think was the name of it. Yeah, Project Freedom. But as long as they retain, uh, you know, the National Rifle Association to some extent, people will still recognize it for what it was, which is basically a conservative think tank for gun rights. Um, Bigger and that's, that's, gun rights, yeah, and that's what matters. Yeah, yeah, that's what matters. Um, that's amazing. Uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 all over our products in the United States. Like, the brand is by far what's yeah. most important. Oh, like, yeah. No, exactly. I mean, and Trump knew that perfectly. I mean, how many times did that fucker go bankrupt and he's still a billionaire? It's like, how like how can you go bankrupt dozens of times and still be a billionaire? You know, like, our, uh, the system's fucking broken. Yeah. Hence the reason it's it's evident in the same way that our political parties kind of brand themselves. Like they're yeah. constantly trying to mudsling each other because they rep- recognize that building their own brand is not necessarily as important as just tearing down the opposition. Because if it's a zero-sum yeah. game between two parties, all you have to do is just make sure the other side looks a little bit worse. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's why I love you, Tim. What's that? <laughs> That's why I love you. You get it. I get it. I, I understand. Get it, man. You're just like me, and that's why you're cool. <laughs> I was kidding. We're, we're indecipherable from each other. You see, everyone that thinks like me is awesome, and everyone that doesn't think like me is an idiot. Yep. That's, you see, that's, that's the a, gist of it. That's a good way to think. Hey, we just said 
we said even moments ago that uh, we have a Venn diagram in which we overlap with conservatives. So we are at least willing to agree on some topics with conservatives. Yes. Lovely. One topic. Like one very specific topic. I don't think there's another topic that overlaps. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that anti-authoritarianism is a pretty big topic. I mean, I, like if you're okay. if you're talking about like the old school Republicans, but even then, like a lot of the uh, a lot of like libertarians are like, we still need like a night watchman state. And I'm like, yeah, that's authoritarianism, well, bud. You, you you see, the issue is that so actually, I if I'm gonna like be like a nitpicky bastard, I have a big fucking issue with like the term authoritarian, like in its general like form. Because, like, authoritarianism is also applied as a blanket term against, like, all communist organizations. Like, regardless of, like, assuming the, like, organizational, like, structure, like, of those movements of, like, how, you know, individuals are elected and, like, all that stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, when you look at, like, the right. like uh, political compass, like, I don't, I think the political good compass reason. is dumb. I think the political well, compass is wasn't it created by a libertarian? Uh, some political compasses. Uh, there's actually no the like, um, no. I mean, like the the four square political compass. Like, I'm pretty sure was created by a libertarian. I could be wrong. I could. Oh, be wrong. yes, I, and I think I know the exact. You're talking about basically a Punnett square that positions authoritarianism to the north, libertarianism yes. to the south, even though that yes. should be anarchism to the south, and then. Uh, conservatism to the right and uh or not you basically have right to the right and left to the left you can't necessarily say yeah. it's conservatism yeah so or, you've got right left and then you've got north south authoritarianism on the top libertarianism on the bottom right you yeah i'm talking about yeah yeah so like yeah I'm pretty so, sure like so you can have like uh all kinds of different uh political orientations in that punnet and, and it gets a little bit abstract especially when you're talking abstract. about like it's what do the arbitrary. corners look like, you know? Yeah. It's not based, like, in any kind of material reality of where you could have, like, diametrically opposed ideologies, like, within it. And it's just kind of, like, arbitrarily, like, placed things in there where people that are, like, pseudo-intellectuals are like, oh, yes, we can perfectly map all the ideologies on, like, this two-by-two XYZ axis, like, It's a representation. Thing. It's symbolic. It's it, symbolic. It's, it's, but it's also arbitrary, and it's but, not useful in any kind of like uh, political, like education, to like try to like understand the world we find ourselves in, right? Because well, it diametrically I, I no. Know. Because for example, for example, it diametrically opposes um, basically like any communist group. We would put them in the top left corner. You could put like Mao there, or like Stalin there, or Lenin there or Karl Marx or like any kind of like uh leftist like figure right and you diametrically oppose it the top right corner would be like Mussolini Hitler or like some yeah, any fascist figure exactly to say that like it, it basically hooks into like shoehorn theory to say that like um uh, you know uh uh Mao or Stalin or Lenin or um, Karl Marx are like basically the same exact thing as Hitler or Mussolini or Franco in Spain. It, it's just like two heads of the same coin that are diametrically opposed to each other, like on like this pie chart. Like it all like it all gets that. That's like that's the information that people that view this pie chart get from it. Uh, whether that's right or wrong, that's what people get from well, it. I think it's people's naturally inclination to conflate 
similar things and i say similar uh, at a on a very superficial level like how much information can you glean from the generalization of political ideologies across a punnett square that has a very limited representation of each of these points exactly that's um, why it's worthless that's why it's not useful well any, like, it's not term. it's not totally worthless because it, it's still it, it gives us a spectrum it gives us an idea of where to start so if we're trying to compare different things. I think the world would be better off if authoritarianism exist. What's that? I think the world would be better off if the political compass just didn't exist and we had to actually like use words to describe things and think about stuff as opposed to have like some symbolic physical representation that people that have like no political background or knowledge are like trying to like infer knowledge off of from just looking at it. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And and I, I think that I think that you're especially right when it comes to um, people believing that they have the ability to comment or be educated by comment on or be educated by something as simplistic as a graph that is exactly. a symbolic representation. Exactly. Like and I it, think, it, it's yeah. it's very artsy. It's very abstract. So yeah. people should take it for what it's worth, and it might as well just be art. Um, you know, you could have, uh, it, it's, it's a way to try to demonstrate an idea and that's it. Uh, there's no fact to it. I mean, it, it's all, it's all very, it's all very abstract. That's, that's, I guess that's all I can say about it. Um, exactly. So like even, even, uh, our political science as we understand it is super fluid um, and over time, as we learn more and we're able to maybe plot more points, I mean, this maybe one day will be uh, the empirical data set needed to create uh, a fully functioning spectrum of political ideologies uh, in, in full. Uh, but as of right now, I, I think that we are at a point in which most people could simply look at that and mistake it for being some kind of factual graph rather than the abstract representation that it certainly is. So I'm looking at here. The um, it, it's all, the political compass is also known as the Nolan chart and it was developed by American libertarian David Nolan. And I've also read, and I've also fallen into this, where if you take like any of the political compass like test, like the majority of people will fall into some kind of libertarianism just because the questions are like biased in such a way that it makes those into like the favorable answers. Like unless you're like trying to be uh, a dickhead for dickhead's purpose, uh, you are probably going to like follow into like some kind of either like conservative libertarianism or leftist libertarianism because like it's basically just poisoning the well. Like it's basically like pre-focused in like such a way to make those to be like the desirable answers that like the majority of the population are going to pick because it's not, it's not a yeah, scientific look, thing. It's like, Oh a look, thing that's you actually like, are a libertarian. Exactly. And like, Oh wow. The guy who's a libertarian, right. Made a political compass and a questionnaire that the majority of people when they fill out are libertarians. What a coinky dink. You know what I mean? Right. Well, we, we have very poorly defined axes to begin with. Like, Authoritarianism, I think, is generally understood. So if you had to describe authoritarianism to someone without looking at any kind of definition, what, what would you say authoritarianism is? 
from my perspective, authoritarianism is when um, the, where there's a lack of democracy and individuals don't have any say over the uh, political environment that they live under and yeah. have to be um, succumbed to uh, an authority. I don't know, an authority, yeah, the authority that like they don't have like any kind of like say or sway in. Yeah, that, that's that's basically how I would describe it as well. But if I was trying to describe libertarianism, which I think is a much more difficult and nuanced political ideology, I don't think I could describe it nearly as well. Nor would I say it is the um, the antithesis of authoritarianism. Yeah, yeah. Even that like dichotomy of the two seems kind of arbitrary. And then when you add like the extra layer of like what every socialist project has been all about, you know, in order to create a government that actually reacts to like the will and desires of the people. And then you put those people and you put like that entire group, that entire socialist history in the authoritarian camp on a fucking four dimensional pie chart. Like the levels of like ludicrousy that exists in that. I can't, I can't, express in sheer words and then you just have like this general loose like left libertarianism it's like basically every kind of leftist struggle that's failed gets to be left libertarianism i guess like any any kind of like vague notions of like anarchism or like thing that's like never like existed for more than like a short period of time like uh i don't know like spain if the uh INT Fay or whatever, or like Mac knows like Ukraine. Like those are like the only two real world examples that I can think of that existed for at least like a period of time. Like, what do you know? You get an equal portion of like this arbitrary, like compass pie chart and you get to be the air quotes, big air quotes, like good part of like leftism over here, even though we've got like only like two world real examples and like every other kind of example that existed of like all of like the Iranian revolution that got like fucking kicked in the nuts by the United States or the Chilean like democratic socialist revolution that got kicked in the nuts or uh, China, Russia, uh, I don't know, like every other Cuba, you know, all that gets to get lumped into like the general sum of left authoritarianism which we which we all have been like brainwashed and thinking like that's the bad quadrant in Americanism, <laughs> you know I don't know. Well, uh, I've got a lot of feelings. <laughs> maybe, but it, it I think that also has to do with the the poorly defined right versus left. Um, like authoritarianism, I think is the most adequately defined uh, point on that compass, and everything else is uh, you know either far more complicated than authoritarianism. Or just so fucking vague that it means absolutely nothing. Um, mm -hmm. So everyone can agree, at least in a general sense, authoritarianism is bad. Although we would probably, in you know, in an American society, if we're being honest with ourselves, the majority of us are probably authoritarian in one way or another. And, you know, especially when we're dealing with, uh, say, like uh, how to deal with a pandemic, right? Like. What are we going to submit to? You know, are we going to look around at all of the 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 dopey ass motherfuckers that uh, don't want to wear a mask? No, we're going to submit to a scientific authority because the scientific authority is obviously well studied and uses empirical evidence in order to back their claims. 
So well, it, yeah, I mean, and that's like, but then even then, you're talking about a dichotomy between like an authority figure that has a form of legitimacy, like within society, like based on scientific data, as opposed to an arbitrary authority figure that someone that's imposed their will on society, like a Hitler figure or like a Mussolini, right? Like I would assume that we would, we can, there would be a, a we would see a difference. Between like well, a scientific, what's that? Some, no, well, they were not popular. To a certain extent, those guys were popular. They were not popular. Hitler had a very like small portion, like it was like thirty percent of the population or less that like actually voted for them, and that was only on the backs of like millionaire uh, German backers that saw a financial incentive in backing him because the second most popular front in germany at that time was the communist and the fucking millionaires knew that they weren't going to be able to exist much longer if they were going to win political power so it's like popular in what sense like artificially like created populism you know like well allow me to pivot a little bit i mean if they were if they were backed you know to being successful um in their political endeavor um then uh all we need to do is follow the breadcrumbs as to how they ultimately came to power. And if we're living in a capitalist society, uh, you know, a plutocracy, um, then we can see that they were actually very popular, at least from the votes that actually legitimately matter. Yeah, but that's the entire issue. The entire issue is that the system is broken and that it allows fascistic figures to like maintain and obtain power because the system of capitalism would rather uplift fascistic political figures like Trump or other people that we can use like big air quotes like authoritarian figures around uh, into places of power or like uh, what the fuck is nuts is in Brazil. Uh, I can't even think of his name right now over like things that like threaten capitalism's legitimacy. So like, but there's like a big difference between like saying that like Hitler is like um, popular in a general sense of having a lot of people behind them. And like, you know, as opposed to like communism, like having a lot of people behind them because like it actually like, makes the masses more uh like i get what you're saying of like you know like what counts and doesn't count but it's like the same thing of like saying it's like oh well the only votes that matter is like the electoral college like doesn't make like the electoral colleges like votes more popular in the sense of like the population has like a say in it right Mm -hmm. it's just like what's like legitimized by the system that exists and obviously the system exists as we like stated like 30 minutes ago or whatever like legitimizes things that like uh, allow the status quo to replicate itself, right? Um, oh no, you hear the alarm. That means we broke Godwin's law by bringing up Hitler in our discussion on the political compass. Apparently, the law was broken so drastically that Tim's internet went out in the process. Now, if I was an asshole, this is where I would make a straw man of Tim's argument and then debunk him without him to be here to defend himself. But uh, instead, I think we'll sign off the show there. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Syndicate Empowerment. It means a lot to us. If you're listening to us through any of the listening apps out there, please, for love of God, please, for love of God, please, like and review the show. It means a lot to us. It helps other people find us. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
What we need is a catchy tune. Johnson, you're on the spot. Sing a catchy tune. He's like, ooh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Johnson. Uh, our, your ding, dick is on the line. Oh, bing, bang. All of our dicks are on the line, Johnson. We're going bankrupt, Johnson. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind is belt it out. Wait, hold the phone. What did you Wait just say, Johnson? Say that again. I Sing said, that one more time. I said, ooh-ee, ooh-ah, take, take, walla, walla, big, big. Someone get a microphone. Get, get, record him. Record, record him. Hurry. Before get that, we get that early, the genius. Get microphone right up into his face real quick. Record. Record. This may just be just what Liberty Records needs to save itself. 